0: Oh, all right, guys. We gotta get this one
1: right. On three, we're
0: gonna say, "Welcome back to our
1: extraordinary thoughts, throwing minds." One, two, three. three.
0: Welcome back, back to our extraordinary mm-hmm.
1: And we That's back. That'll right. work,
0: right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we uh, back. And we yeah, back.
1: And we yeah, yeah. And we, we yeah. back. back. be
0: we... no, we... Now, before we get started with this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Like this episode, share this podcast, and if you can, do me a favor, head on down to the review section and leave an honest review because this podcast was dedicated to helping us become a better version of ourselves. And I don't know what that version is, but I know that just like we need a little bit more money, just like we need a little bit more sleep, just like we need a little bit more of anything in life, we deserve to be a little better than what we are right now. And this episode is brought to you by Rise Scenario Based Training. That's right, Rise Scenario Based Training, where we create the opportunity so you can rise to the occasion. Back home. Now, with that being said, man, like I, I, I bring to y'all one of my first guests, like one of my very, like my first guests uh, on the show. And this man right here that I bring on the show is a clinical psychiatrist, a published author, and the list of books just go down. It's Knowledge Before College. Uh, uncomfortable topics self-love prompt journal a series of mental health journals and this one right here is a little bit close to the heart i I really like this one i really like this one um kai and dad collection the uh, uh, actual book with him and his daughter ladies and gentlemen i bring to you artavius artavius merritt also known as rt uh did i get your last name right did i say it right
2: you you did, man. You did. What's funny is we've been, we've been cool for so long. It's crazy that like you said, the history and for a minute, um, you did get the name right. And I just want to give you your flowers. Like we talked about in what you just said for everybody. Um, just consistency is key. Cause I remember when he started, like you said, I was his first guest and I remember he had about 10 to 12 followers to now he got thousands, you know, and it's just all because of Him being consistent, and I remember telling him about every book that he named off. Like, I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna write a book. And then now look, we both did it. So just the consistency is just key. And I'm proud of you, bro. And I just want to give you your flowers right now. Like I'm extremely proud of how far you came. Just like before we even started the show, like I said, I'm huge on giving somebody their flowers because, like you said, you could have quit, you could have stopped, but you kept going the whole way. So just to see where you at now, I'm honored to be on the
3: show again.
0: Man, I just really want to just take a moment, man, and just say, I I really want to say thank you for, um, you know, just taking that risk with me, you know what I mean? Just a man in your field, you know, when I reached out to you, you know, and when when we talk about like the, the time spent, we're talking about 2019, at the end of 2019 is when I had reached out, we had just got the podcast off the ground, so it really meant a lot for you to take a risk with me. And hop on cool. the episode with me, and we you know we get there and we get to talking and everything, and it just it's amazing to see us both just grow. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Now now with that being said, man, like before we even get into the topic, I'm gonna just be 100 percent
0: honest
2: with you, bro. Lately okay. man, like and,
0: and I don't know if you listen to him, I don't know if you listen to him, but do you know who Maxwell is?
2: Um the singer,
0: yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Dog,
0: I didn't know Maxwell had that many hits.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, my- Maxwell had the nineties in a chokehold, bro. He did. He did. You know, and I'm, I'm sitting back, man. I, I know I, I know I know we got I know we got some shit to talk. I know we got some shit to talk, but I gotta get this off my chest, man.
3: And
0: this has been on my spirit for quite some time, man. Maxwell had the nineties in a chokehold, man. Like I'm thinking, like I've been listening to Woman's Word, um yep. fortunate, like I'm listening to all the songs. Yeah. You know, but with that being said, man, as we
3: switch gears,
0: um, since it has been so long since we have done an episode, and just to get everybody just just reacquainted with you, uh, could you just do me a favor, man? Just go ahead, tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: Absolutely. So, um, like you said, for the ones that don't know, um, a licensed uh, psychologist. Um, I got my master's early at 22. I was 21, turning 22. And I've been in the field ever since I was in the field before doing internships. But then from there, I just found like, you know, a love for helping people and then finding, like you said, even with you finding your own journal, um, journey, you know what I mean? Excuse me, like that's where the journals start coming in. Cause I, I started to realize like a lot of people that's black, you know, we don't always like to seek help because of so many stigmas, you know what I mean? So these uncomfortable topic journals, is almost like a segue to therapy. You know what I mean? That's why I call them prop journals. Cause it's like, it's stuff that your therapist would probably have you doing, you know what I mean? Have you discussed and Have you talking about? And, um, it's just, it was something that, um, I never thought, you know, us growing up, I never even knew anyone that wrote a book, you know what I mean? So that was very new for me and, um, trying to like find my way and figure out everything. So, like I said, it started off with just working with all populations, mental health, substance abuse. Um, couples, marriages, um, every population you could think about, and then I kind of found my way into writing books from there, just like share you know a little bit of insight and kind of help break that stigma that everybody has with you know mental health. So that's kind of been a huge doing of my um, you know, my career so far is just kind of like just trying to break that stigma for you know everybody.
0: Now, one of the biggest things that um you know, and 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 I love the era that we in right now because it feels like you know we're starting to become more um, cognizant of no. our mental health. You know what I mean? Like no. it feels like we're starting to become more cognizant no. of our mental health. And no. my question is: is what prompt do you? to go into the mental health field?
2: Great question. You know, uh, you want to know what's funny? A lot of people don't ask that question, which I I wish, which I thought they would. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, one of the things I think what's funny is I'll be honest with you. So um, got a scholarship to play basketball. I'm up there. Um, I'm up at College Shop. I had a scholarship, play ball. I got you was a hooper. Yeah, you know, that was, yeah, that was like oh. my first identity where, I was ranked in the state. I was real good in high school. Got a scholarship to play ball. And while I was up there, you know, um, I I majored in bio first because I was good at science. Got there, fuck no. Like bio was too fucking hard. Like I I think I had like a D. I had a foreign teacher. I'm like hell no. Somebody on the basketball team was like, "Hey bro, you always giving me advice about the ladies and stuff like that. You might as well look into psychology." Me, I don't know what the hell psychology is. You know what I mean? But he like it'll help you with the ladies, and it'll help you, you know, go ahead and you know get your mat game even stronger than it is. I get in there, and then I start realizing things about myself. I start seeing certain family members with these diagnoses, and I'm starting to figure out, like, damn, that's why this person act like this, and that person act like this, or even why I deal with certain traumas the way I do. And I started to fall in love with it. So I I, I kind of like stumbled across it. If it makes sense, you know, I went in for. The wrong reasons but it kind of found me at that point because a lot of us suffer from mental health and don't even know it
3: you know so I
2: when I, yeah when i start seeing it hit me you know and it started hitting family members where i was like damn substance abuse like i, I remember funerals they turn up at funerals and I me mean, not even mm-hmm. recognizing some of them people got substance abuse issues you know they coping with grief through drinking you know so it just started to make sense and, I kind of made my way from there.
3: Now, with that being
0: said, you know, like, you know, understanding it, going into it, learning it, how do you think going into that field has ha- has helped you deal with your traumas?
2: Oh, drastically. You know, I think a lot of things that, like you said, the thing that I love about this generation is it is becoming a thing. now. Like people are talking about mental health and people are talking about self-care. You know what I mean? And self-care is something that I never knew about, you know what I mean? I just used to be like, hey, if it's a problem, you know, you deal with it. You know what I mean? Oh. Back in back in where we from in the hood and stuff, you know, they'll tell you like, hey, pray about it. But sometimes, hey, these problems need talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, you, can't you, know, you can't just pray it away. Yeah, can't just pray it away. I got to talk this through, you know what I mean? So for me, self-care has been a huge one. And then me viewing something from somebody else's perspective. You know, I'm not so quick to take something personal. And kind of take a step back and be like, what are they going through? You know what I mean? And then kind of every reaction, don't every action doesn't need a reaction. You know what I mean? So it taught me patience, to be honest. Um,
3: a different level of just empathy, my eye, you know, no. and...
0: As I sit back, man, I I really sit I really sit back and I think about like you know just mental health overall and just mm-hmm. diving into the idea of that mental health field and just having a podcast dedicated to mental health. You know, it it, it allows you to, you've one you got to have a certain level of transparency about certain things.
3: You feel That's me? Like what you, I
0: you 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 got to like really like be open about like what you're talking about, but also you also got to be able to look inside of you,
3: vulnerable, and be vulnerable
0: to be very vulnerable
1: to be
3: very
0: vulnerable and to start peeling back those layers and as you peel back those layers you start to just realize like where the trauma where the trauma started now one of the biggest things and this is the reason why because for a lot of people who don't know and i'm glad that we're doing this episode live because there was something you know it was something just on my spirit you know what i mean it was on my spirit and it had just been dwelling on me, it had been on my mind, and I constantly had been seeing it. I kept kept hearing it and seeing nit bit bits and pieces of it. And what and the topic that was on my mind was, and it was a statement. And
3: mm-hmm. it said that
0: your son, your son is not the man of the house.
3: Mm. Okay. You know, and, oh. and I
0: I and I wanted to talk about it. I really wanted to talk about it, but I just didn't feel comfortable because I felt like there was still some things that I just I just, there were bits and pieces still missing from that subject. And I reached out to our team and and I want to just ask now, you know, that statement right there, what does that statement mean to you? You know, your son is not the man of the house. Mm -hmm. And how do we Uh, dissect that?
2: Absolutely. Before we do that, um, real quick, I I definitely want to jump into that topic. But before we do that, I want just the followers to understand how vulnerable you have to be. You know, um, a couple of people hit me up last minute like hey we're trying to watch the episode we want to watch the episode and within two minutes you hey let's do it you know and we just talked about being vulnerable with a topic that can be touching for a lot of people you know what i mean with different upbringing so i i i commend you for that like that courage to be vulnerable to even be like let's go live because going live is not easy you know what i mean a lot of times you a hey, when it looks easy for the ones that you know don't do it. But I just want to commend you on that right quick. You know what I mean? I really so, like I said, flowers for that, and I appreciate you for that. But um, that topic right there, you know, um, when you brought that topic up to me, it's funny because we talked for about an hour before like off camera, like that could have been a podcast within itself. But I think that's Absolutely. the topic that almost goes undiagnosed in a Black family. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In a lot of families, not just Black, but Black mainly because you think about it where we talked about it. It's a it's a touchy subject, but the, the thing that I told you, which I think might ruffle feathers, but I mean it in no disrespect, because like I said, anybody that's going through this right now or that's been through this, like I said, I mean no disrespect from what I'm about to say, but the first thing that I hear is fail marriage or fail relationships so you promote your son to that position. And you don't even realize how that stunts the growth his emotional growth because you got to think about he's taking on some responsibilities that's not his you're giving him the man of the house at 15. You know what I mean so think about what that does with a man another thing that we talked about before is self-care when you talk about think about how draining that is for a man. Absolutely absolutely oh please go ahead please go ahead no go ahead no
0: and, I, you know, when you bring that up, especially when you say 15, man, like, I, I, you know, one of the stories that I tell, you know, dealing with dealing with a father who struggles, who battles with addiction, you know, I remember being eight and he sitting me down and he's saying, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to be, you know, you're going to have to be the man of the house. No. And this is me at eight. You feel, no. you feel me? Like we, we having this conversation at eight. No. And I did not understand what he meant until he left. And I ended up actually becoming the man of the house. You know, yep. so by fifteen, you know, fifteen. I'm I'm working, but I'm not working for you know to put any money in my pocket. I'm working yep. because you know, I gotta put food on the table. I'm trying to help yep. provide.
2: And let's stop right there. So something that people don't look about, think about what you just said. You're working at nine, ten, you know, you you hustling, you doing what you want. So a lot of the things when it comes to environmental is a lot of times that's when people turn to the streets. I got to get some fast money to feed my family. You know what I mean? So they're not even looking at the long-term jeopardy that this may cause, but they're looking at, I got to feed my family right then and now. You know what I mean? So think about how stressful that is. And think about, you're not even, you're, you're stripped of your childhood. You know what I mean? You're not able to be a child at that age. And seeing it in therapy, it's it goes undiagnosed a lot where I got to tell you, I had to do it. I had to do what I had to do. My mama needed me. My little sisters needed me. My brothers needed me. So I had to get out here and work. But then I asked this guy one question and I asked all fellas on this chat right now. And I
3: asked you, when the last time have you been happy? I'm not talking about moments of happiness. I'm talking about
2: a year, two years, when when have you felt happiness? Not like, I just got to get it because a lot of times we race through our emotions without even feeling anything. We're numb to work. So when the last time have you been happy, Leach? I ain't talking about for a moment. I'm talking about pure happiness, like you love life. To yeah. be
3: honest, I, I don't think I can tell you. Uh, I can't even think of the last time, a year ago, two
2: years ago, maybe. And I ain't talking about a moment. I'm talking about just for a, a, a long period of time where you wasn't worried. You wasn't stressed. You wasn't worried about how you're going to feed the kids, how you're going to feed. The, and think like this. A lot of people right now on this chat got families of their own. And mm-hmm. we're not even talking about your own family. We're talking about, hey, we got to still send money to mama. Mm-hmm. You got your own family, but you got to still send money to family back home. Mm-hmm. Because you took on this responsibility at fourteen. Mm-hmm. If, if if anybody listening right now, you know, I, I ask that question to all y'all, not just mans, but just a serious mental health question: of, When the last time have you felt happy, where you wasn't worried? I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and everything going on, but I'm talking about just love and life. We don't talk about it because we always on the go. We numb our emotions. We don't feel. And you wonder why we have so many failed relationships because there's so many traumas from
3: growing up.
0: You know, and and and, and even that statement right there, man, like, you know, as I try to dive deeper, and try to find out when the last time I truly felt happiness, you know, you you, you bring up, you know, racing through your emotions. And mm-hmm. for the longest, I remember struggling, you know, I remember struggling, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? with with my emotions and i'm not talking about like struggling as a child with my emotions i'm talking about in adulthood i'm struggling with my emotions in a sense that i don't know how to express my sadness Mm -hmm. without being angry i don't know Mm -hmm. how to i don't know how to express you know happiness in a sense of you know i'm legit happy you know i only know i only know you know, either, either, either I, either I'm happy for a moment, and then I gotta get back to grinding, or I'm angry about a second. But regardless, I still gotta get back to grinding. And after that, there's no other emotions that I am, I'm truly even allowed to feel. You know, and it, it really makes you think back to the moments where you ended up stepping into that provider role, and you stepped into that protector role. Those are almost emotions that you, 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 you end up having to give up, or you just had to
3: repress.
2: Yeah. Because you take on so many other hats. You know what I mean? I love what I just seen. Somebody say a society doesn't allow males to be vulnerable or to feel emotions because they already they they project leader, provider, protector. But oftentimes they don't see what all we endure. When your mom said you take don't understand, don't worry, mom, I got you. Your sister said, Hey, I got y'all. My brother said, I got y'all. You know, so you're steady on the go, but what you don't realize is you get burnt out. So that anger that you repress comes from you getting burnt out. A lot of us don't have self care. We don't. We don't have time for self care. We're so busy being dad, so busy being husband. When the last time you had time for yourself, where well, you did something for yourself?
3: But like you said, when you take on that responsibility, you don't have time.
0: Absolutely. Somebody just said, you know, you know, you don't have time for things have to get done.
3: Yeah. And, and, I, and
0: I remember, damn, I, you know, damn, our team, man, you know, I, you know, we had a we had a conversation about this already. But the still, you know, you still you're going through it emotionally again. And it's, you know, I remember a time where, you know, I would. I, I can't really remember a time where I sincerely enjoyed things. Mm hmm. You know, work, you know, working at my first job, getting paid for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't really remember that at that moment, you know what I mean? Because the moment
2: that I received the money, I was already giving it back into the household. Yeah. Because it was a responsibility. Mm -hmm. And really, if we want to break it down, it's a responsibility from the parents. You know what I mean? So they say they're gonna teach you responsibilities, but that's their responsibility. You ain't asked to be here, but they promoted you to a role. That's unfair. Uh-huh. Now, it happens so yeah. many times because it's survival at that point. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 it, and it's
0: like you get promoted into this role, and you know you're helping out. Like you don't realize how wrong it is, or you don't realize that there is wrong in this situation because you're proud of. It. You know, I'm providing for my family. I'm helping out. You know what nope. I mean? So as you go into adulthood, you already feel like, you know, I have the experience for it. Not realizing nope. that you stepped into a man's role and you ain't even fully went through puberty yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like, let's, let's, let's flip the, co- um, the cloth, you know what I mean? And I mean, there's no disrespect to any women followers, you know what I mean? But hear me out. What if we switched the roles to, we had a, a single father with a 15-year-old girl that she had to do all the duties of a wife. They would look at it sideways almost, like, wait a minute, no, this girl don't post a, you know, just cook at hand and knees and do all of this and do all of that before a male is overlooked. Because he's a man. And it's not right from any side, but I'm just saying how a lot of people are saying how society looks at a man. If he's not providing, I even heard some women say, if a guy's not providing, he's not a man. What? Like people come to therapy and say things like that. So at a young age, you already think like, this is my only job is to provide. But that's why a lot of us is, we, we're we out of touch with our emotions. Like you said, anger is not anger. What's the underlying of feeling? Either you feel betrayal, be- betrayed or you were sad. But nobody teaches that because, like you said, it's either you happy or you mad. And happiness don't last long. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of angry brothers in the system. It's a lot of angry men in the system because they're
3: tired. You've been working since you was 13. Now, well, one, now one thing that you had mentioned, you know, just being burnt out and... I just
0: really wanted to know if, you know, if you could just elaborate a little bit more on, you know, just being burnt out by the time that we we reached, by the time we reached adulthood.
2: Absolutely. So think about it. If you got a normal development, most kids, they play sports. They're in some type of after-school activity. They're, they're doing something that kids do. They're hanging out with friends. You're stripped of that. So you're working. On the nights your friends worn out, you, you picked up shifts. You picked up overtime just to help your mom. You You don't know what the joy is of winning a football game, you know, or or, or participating with your friends and some other activities because you're constantly working or trying
3: to figure out ways to get money from mama. So by the time you reach adulthood, you're tired. A lot of other people, they think, you know, hey, um, working
2: harder is the way to go. But let's be honest. Like we talked about this. I never met somebody that worked two jobs that was wealthy. It's not about working harder. It's about working smarter, but nobody teaches us that. So we think our hard work pays off but we work ourselves to the ground. You work seven days, eight days in a row, no self-care, no break. And oftentimes we, we ain't gonna even talk about it but we are gonna talk about it. Oftentimes we still feel unappreciated like I said when a lot of times we don't talk about the way that we like to receive love when have you felt loved what does somebody what what's your love language you know what does your wife or somebody do that make you feel love a lot of times we just moving through the motions where when we see them happy that's what we identify as hey they love me for that but a lot of times if you break it down a lot of people love by conditions when it comes to males.
0: Now, you know, I, you know, it's so crazy that you bring up. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that, uh, with these episodes is that I try not to get pulled in as a listener, but I can't <laughs> help but not become a listener. You know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. help but not become a listener to your own episode. So, you know, I, there's moments where I gotta like pull myself back. Like, hey,
3: in the audience want to show too. You see, yeah. So, um.
0: It's crazy that you bring up, you know, just It's it's crazy that you bring up, you know, like What your love language is, what self-care is Because these are things that just don't get Talked about on a regular basis I didn't know what love language was Until I reached adulthood, you know what I mean? I yeah. didn't know how to, you know, I didn't and, and, and not in the sense of just In a romantic sense I did not know how I was supposed to Receive love or how I knew how to Give love until okay. I got To adulthood you know what I mean? Like okay. I didn't know those things, like what a positive affirmation was, because a positive affirmation was, you know, hey, 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 you know, hey, good job. That's the closest that I'm getting right there. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. Or, or he's such a hard worker or he's no. such a provider. You know what I mean? Don't them po- them positive
3: affirmations.
0: Yeah. But the reality is, is that I want to be I want to be told that I'm appreciated. I want to be told that I'm loved. I want
3: to be told yeah. these
0: things to make me feel better. But shit, no. I wouldn't even know where to begin to even start that sentence because that's something that I have never, never even crossed. I've never even crossed that line. And to even think about it, it makes me feel weak. You know what I mean? Like no. this man no. right now, that you hear the word love language, positive affirmations, the first thing no. that they think to themselves is, oh, I don't need a, I don't need an attaboy. I don't need a, no. I don't need a
2: trophy. No. You know what I mean?
0: And that's not even yeah. the case.
2: Because the stigma associated with it, and I, I'm gonna fuck you up, but a lot of people say the same thing you just said and you know why because a lot of people was raised from survival not out of love because a lot of times like we said somebody can love you and still not love you correctly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so our mother may show times that she loves us but it can still be loving us incorrectly you know so like you said when you say that it's it's so normal you want to know one of the one of the biggest accomplishments I think I have out of all the books, out of all the seminars I did, out of my math, everything is having more male clients than an average therapist, because it shows that I'm breaking through something. And I can, I can tell how vulnerable it takes when they come in. Cause when they first come in, you know, what's up, they size you up. You know what I mean? But like you said, You can only size somebody up for so long until you identify, hey, we're going through the same thing, brother.
3: Mm -hmm. You
2: know what I mean? I'm not your enemy. I Mm want to see you win, but the only way to see you win is you got to go back and like you said, you got to identify, I have never been loved correctly.
3: Mm -hmm. You
0: know, and you know, I I really want to go back to something that you had said back uh, when we talk about providing for families, you know, because it's not just it's not just your mom. It's not just a sister. A lot of us take on the role of the strong one within mm-hmm. our house, within our families in general, like cousins, no. aunts, no. grandma. You know, everybody no. looks to you as no. the strong one. And I just really wanted you to just uh, elaborate a little bit more on being the strong one in your family and the adverse effects that it actually has.
3: Yeah.
2: So one of the things that my mother and my brothers say a lot, and I'm going to steal it from a moment, quote them is I remember, I'm going to share a situation just to bring it to light, but I remember the words that they said that made me feel better. Um, because like you said, we all fall victim of it. So remind you, I'm a therapist. I'm in. Mean, I make mistakes just like everybody else. A lot of times people think they got all the answers. not true at all. So I remember I was fresh into the therapy game. I'm young, I'm about 21, 22, got my own office. Shit hit the fan quick. I get a call my auntie died. <laughs> all right, I go to the hospital. Me being the strong one in my family, me being the only person that understands grief and how to get through grief, they come to me. I'm talking to everybody. Got y'all. Got gotcha. y'all. All right. All right. It's going to be all right. I'm the strong one. I got to go back to work and deal with people with their problems. So I leave, go back to work. When I get off, I come back home, family over. Still got to deal with people. So the the words that my mother and my brother said to me was, who's going to save the hero when he needs saving? Because oftentimes when you put in that role, you take on so much. And this is what I talk about, about being burnt out and drained, where a lot of times nobody checks on a person that helps everyone.
3: Uh And it's a lot of y'all right
2: now that's listening that people go to y'all. And think about it. They never check and just say, how you doing? The only time they reach out is when they need something. They need to talk. They need to vent because you became that person Mm -hmm. and you took on those responsibilities. But you don't realize that you got to put up boundaries Mm -hmm. to help other people because who's going to pour into your cup? If you pour to everybody's cup and nobody pours into yours, you're empty. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that road, like you said, a lot of times you get burnt out. And people, a lot of times, you may distance yourself from family. You're not doing it to be rude, but you're like, damn, why the fuck they always, excuse my French, I don't want to cuss, you know, on the podcast. No, hey, man, but, hey, hey, you can oh, cuss on show. On? Okay, no, okay. No, I, got show. I got an
0: episode called Unfuck Yourself Fridays. You good.
2: All right, all right. But yeah, a lot of times, you know, why the fuck everybody calls me, but you don't realize when you take on that role, you throw away all your emotions just to endure everybody else's. And that's unhealthy. And a lot of us do it. Thinking that we're helping, like you said, I'm helping mom, I'm helping my cousins. But you're really damaging yourself in the long run. You're killing yourself. Because your mental health is out of whack. Because, like I said, you have no one to vent to because they think you can carry it all. So who's going to help the hero when he needs saving?
0: You know, and I feel like just, um to be honest with you, man, especially being the strong one within my household and within my family, you know, I will remember that I would, I would remember being depressed. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like I remember there was days where like the idea of living, you know what I mean, just
3: was becoming so hard to just continue to keep moving forward with, you mm-hmm. know. But the
0: entire time I wasn't dealing with it. I wouldn't I I I'm I'm down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm running on heat. But as soon as somebody within my family, somebody that, that's close to me calls, I'm picking myself up to give them advice yeah but i wouldn't call no one else because the first thing that i would say to myself and i feel like a lot of strong people have this you know the strong one always has this in common is that it's not that we don't want to burden them we say to ourselves what the fuck are they going to
2: do mm-hmm. like, like, like
0: like everybody looking to me for support Yeah, what the hell yep. they going to do you
2: know right. what i mean
0: what the hell they going to do i'm 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 doing bad i ain't got no money i can't right. call you right now because you always ask me for money I yep. can't call you right now and tell you, I, I can't get advice from you because you're just going to give me the advice that I just gave back from you. You know what right. I mean? Right. And 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 I feel like that's the hardest part about being a strong one is that, you know, we don't know how to let that barrier down and be Absolutely. vulnerable with the people that we're actually helping
2: or the ones yep. that
3: have taken from us.
2: No. Yep. One of the things I want to say off rip is I'm happy you made it through that moment. You know that's what right. I mean? Anybody, anybody that's been through there or been in that space where they've been down even it may be now you may be listening to this now and down or could have been weeks ago i'm happy y'all made it and one of the things that i tell all my clients is every emotion is temporary i tell all my clients say this it shall pass if you are having a good day it shall pass if you are having a fucked up day it should pass so it's it's temporary, but like you said, when you in those emotions, it feels so real. So anybody that ever made it through, I, I, I'm proud of you. Like I said, I'm happy you made it, and happy that you just disclosed it. But like you said, it's a common thing, and that's where I don't know if you heard this, but the people that smile the most are the most depressed. Mm-hmm. So when you see somebody, you, he's always happy. I do not think you would have check on him. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something that I I I wish this generation did more of. I wish this generation did more of just checking on people just to
3: check. Cause a lot of times we don't ask how you doing to really find out. We ask
2: just uh how you doing. All right, hey, Meach, I need help with, you know, not just. Text somebody tonight. If you're listening, I will try to text somebody that's been on your mind or that you ain't spoke to and really ask, how are you doing? And when they say, I'm fine, don't fall for it. Say, no, really, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Because you'll be surprised at how those little
3: words can open up so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody not- needs somebody. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Yes, Like sir. you. Like, I want to know, do you have anyone that you can go to if you're down? Um, yeah, yeah, I I, I do. I do. Okay.
2: Okay. Because my thing is, a lot of times we got to break out of our own way. Because like you said, we're staying on. I don't need nobody. Yes, you do. Iron shopping iron. You know what I mean? Like I said.
3: Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite NBA player? Uh, LeBron James. Okay.
2: So, like I said before, if LeBron is 70%, the Lakers still may win. They still may blow a team out. But they're never going to execute and play as good as when LeBron is at a hurt. So you need people in your corner to understand what you're going through. Or even if they don't understand, just to talk. But you got to also be willing to open up and speak when you need help.
0: Yeah, and, and that one right there, man, like I even had to, I had to actually catch myself, you know what I mean? And and allow myself to be, um, what's that word? I had to actually allow myself to be vulnerable right now on air. When you ask me yeah. if I had somebody, if, um, if I had somebody that I could go and talk to, I really had to take a moment. Because initially, initially, the first thing that I was going to say and what I, what I'm, and what any strong person would say was is that, yeah, man, like I, I, I got somebody I'll talk to myself.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: If I got an issue, you know, I'll bring it to the staff. We have a staff yeah. meeting.
3: Yeah. But
0: in the back of my mind, I had to overwrite and tell myself, like, stop bottling your emotions. Stop, stop not allowing people to help you. You know yeah. what I mean? And actually tell the truth. Do you no. actually have somebody? And a no. lot of times, no. like, you know, we do have somebody, but no. we've been the strong one for This ain't, we ain't been the strong one since last week. This ain't, no. we've been the strong one since last month. We've been no. the strong one for years. You know what no. I mean? So we may have no. somebody that's in our corner. We may have somebody that's in our corner that will help us, but we just, it takes, it. it, it that's a mile in itself just to even say, hey, man, no. look, man, I just need to talk to somebody. I just need no. to talk to somebody.
2: And oftentimes, I, I, it's an activity that I do with a lot of clients where I also tell them, try it. It's experimental. Try it. Because oftentimes, we, the people that you least think that can help you are always the ones that can. So I'm like, I give flowers while they're here. So one of the biggest things, like, you know, since I got into therapy, I I I I have came across all types of people, millionaires, doctors, my friends that went to um major league colleges, da-da-da. The person that helps me the most does not just got their high school diploma. It's my mom. Like she didn't go to college. She didn't, but the shit she say hits so deep in the wisdom that she gave me where if I'm having a bad day, I say she's my therapist, where I laugh and I'm like, "This was your caller. It wasn't supposed to be." Because she had just know I'm having a fucked up day. But she had just mm-hmm. asked me some mornings where we might not talk a day, two days, and she'd text me randomly, "How you doing?" Mm-hmm. And you know, I try to act cool. I'm good. You know, I'm getting mm-hmm. my workload done. You know, I'm you know I'm saving lives. You know yourself. And she, you know, <laughs> you no, know, take that mask off. Take that mask off. How are you doing? And then it break me down a little bit. Where it hit me, where it's like. I'm scared. Like, you know, I got three clients that's thinking about suicide, you know, and I I don't know the answers right now or um, I'm going through stuff outside of therapy and I got to come here and deal with people like I'm worried my anxiety is up and like the thing that you asked me earlier that I love is how do I cope with stuff I still got to figure out new ways daily so working on yourself is huge and that's something that we don't do as people where we try to pour into so many people but we forget to pour in ourselves think about every hat you hold as a husband as a friend as a brother as a son as a cousin as a all these hats think about how much time you give everybody and i ask everybody that's listening right now who's the most important person in your life and i ask you who's the most important person in your life bro
0: My kids,
2: uh, my kids. Okay, and I love that answer, but the answer should be you because your kids don't function like they would without you. And that's for everybody. Listen, a lot of times we put our kids, our wife, our job, but those people do not function how they would without you. So that's why I say you give so much time to everybody else, but you give yourself the least amount
3: of time what sense does that make? God damn it, RT! God <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Hey, I'm sitting. I'm, I'm sitting in the crowd with this man because I'm a part of the show. show.
2: No, man. no, but you know, it's man, one of those man. where I want listeners to hear that because we 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 give so much time to everybody else. But I challenge all of y'all to think right now: how much time do you give to yourself? When the last time have you done something good for yourself and not feel guilty about it? Because if we buy ourselves something or do something or do something for ourselves, we feel guilty than a motherfucker. Man. I I shouldn't have bought myself that shirt. But you just spent, you just gave cousin Tukey $500. You just gave mama $100. You just made sure the kids are straight. But you don't buy yourself nothing or you don't do nothing for yourself and you don't feel you deserve it.
0: And that shit don't, and, and, you know. And when you bring that up right there, man, like I, I don't mean to interject, man, but it just to have to be able to take time for yourself, you, you it, it feels almost like it's a guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it's a guilty pleasure. You took yourself out to eat when you no. when you said when you should have said, oh, I should have took the whole family with me, yeah. or you wouldn't bought yourself something nice when you just like, damn, I should have bought something for the kids.
2: No.
3: Like you,
0: you put yourself so far, you put yourself at the end of the line, and not even realize.
2: Even our everyday lives has to be around production. I challenge everybody that's listening right now. (laughs) Let me tell you how much we overwork is. If you don't do something for a day, you get down because you feel like you wasn't productive. Like you don't supposed to have a self day. You know, like you don't supposed to have a day to yourself because we feel like every day we got to do something. But we in a rap race. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's never enough time and we let the littlest things bother us because we're always on edge. And what you said about things in, I call that the high air, but um, high air effect because it blows and blows into the buses. And then that's where some type of action happens where you don't, you're not even yourself, but you reacted in a type of way because that's what burnouts look like for males. A lot of my clients that come in, they make bad decisions and they make bad decisions because they don't seek help way further. They come in. Hey man, why you just step on no boy like that? Like you just Mm -hmm. punched him? Cause he, cause he, (coughs) cause you felt like he disrespected you. What does that look like? No, you mad at some shit that happened three weeks ago, but you Mm -hmm. haven't identified it because you just kept it moving. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't feel heard don't feel appreciated so we carry that in the workplace i gotta prove that i'm a man prove what Mm.
3: Uh,
0: uh, man it's crazy that you bring that part up right there just the pressure cooker in general
3: because there's been
0: times where you know i would lash out i would lash out to loved ones to co-workers to friends you know, over something so small, but it wasn't, it wasn't that small thing that actually set me off. I had no. actually been bothered by it since Monday. You know yeah. what I mean? And here we are now, Friday, I'm lashing out at you. You know what I mean? Or I, I something that I should have addressed when we first met, I just let it just build and fester and then finally it just overflowed and I just couldn't contain it no more. And now I'm picking up the pieces to something where I should have already had a dress prior but now I'm blew it up in everybody else's face.
2: But you know why you did it? Why? Because to communicate that is vulnerable. To communicate you did something to me that hurt me as a man is too vulnerable for us to talk to. So I want to do something for all the ladies that's listening. If you have a man that opens up to you and share things with you, that's one of the best gifts that he can give to you. Because that vulnerability is unheard of. And for a man, we have to learn how to become more vulnerable, but we're so scared that they're going to use it against us that oftentimes we don't open up. But like I said, you need somebody. Mm -hmm. And we don't have enough fellas talking. You know what I mean? Like, I love your podcast for this reason, because it's not too many. The only time we can talk is at the barbershop. Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. why we love a barbershop we go in there, we can say, we can bullshit talk but other than that, what outlets do we have where we can talk and be vulnerable and not feel
3: judged Mm. man, I can't even think
2: of it can't even think of it you know, so that's the sad part, but you not being able to think of it is the reason why we in this rat race right now you know what I mean, like I said, when a guy comes in even talking to me It's tough Mm -hmm. at first. I know how tough it is, how awkward it is right now.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: But when they open up, you will never believe some of the shit that some people endure. You know, the the, the hurt that's been hurting since childhood that they just kept moving. Mm -hmm. We don't know Mm -hmm. how to deal with grief because we we feel
3: like we're responsible for everything. For hurt, Mm -hmm. depression, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, I just want to just, I just want to just take a moment, man, and, and just say, you know, like, can we, can we normalize, can we normalize right before we disclose that we don't have to invalidate how we feel or try to hype it up, you know what I mean? And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, if I got something on my chest, man, I shouldn't have to say, hey, look, I ain't bitching. You, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Real. Or, or I ain't being a bitch about it. You know what I mean. Real. Like, can we? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can we normalize just, just legit saying like, yo, that shit did hurt my feelings. No,
2: like, 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 like,
0: like, I don't. I shouldn't have to tell you that. Yeah, I'm a man. I'm gonna be a man about it. I'm gonna keep it pushing.
2: But I ain't no you know, bitch. I, I ain't no it. hoe. But yeah,
0: that's the one right there. Look, I ain't no, I yo. ain't no hoe. But
2: yo. you hurt my feelings, bro. You hurt my feelings.
0: Yeah, really
2: did hurt me. Yeah, but think about it. We're so worried because now mm-hmm. here to the defense mechanism. Because if somebody hits you with oh, you being a bitch, now we gotta go there.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, now
2: we gotta go. But let's let's even take it back to when we was in elementary. We all mm-hmm. been in the classroom. Teacher talking about some shit. Nobody know what the fuck you talking about. Then one kid raised their hand to say, "Can you explain that more?" I don't get it. Everybody like, oh, "Nigga, me too." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> with you, know, you said it. I- Right. like man, me oh shit, but it's the same thing with mental health where we all go through stuff as a man. We walk by each other every day and not notice what another man going through, but I bet you it's something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I if there's anybody on here that can tell me, and i hey look i I'm proud of you if you can, but can tell tell me when they've been more. When they've been happy for more than a year, two years, three years, not like just growing about emotions or numb, but literally like enjoying life where no worries, no, no doubt, because we don't have the time to feel emotions. Mm-hmm. Either you bottom up or you become numb.
0: Immediately. And, and, and as you talk about just numb, I, I can assure you there's, there's, it took me. It took me years. And I use myself as an example because, you know, I just try to be transparent towards things. Absolutely. But it just took me so many years to to not be numb to my emotions. You know what I mean? To, to
3: How did you, you get know, out make, of that, if you don't mind me asking?
0: Man, honestly, it was either that or become an alcoholic. You know, I gave mm-hmm. I gave myself those alternatives. You know, because, you know, you when you're numb to it for so long, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it becomes... You know, the same way that addiction works, you know, like each high, it seems like you get further and further from your initial high, yeah. it gets harder and yeah. harder to, it gets harder and harder to become, you know, to numb yourself to those, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. after a while, you need help, you know, you need something yeah. that's going to push it down a little bit, you know, you like for me, you
3: know, I start
0: self-coping.
3: Yeah. And
0: I remember when the anxiety started to get the best of me. when the mm. depression started to get the best of it. I couldn't yeah. tell nobody. Let me rephrase that. It's not that I could not tell nobody. I did not want to tell anybody. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to compromise who I was to them in their eyes. So oh. I would just go home and I would just drink it. You know what I mean? I would drink until I felt better. I would I would sit alone until I felt better. I would listen to music until I felt better. But for some reason, no matter how many times I tried to feel better, it seemed like I was just feeling worse.
3: You know, yeah. know what I mean?
0: So I would just drink more. No. And, and and it got to the point where I was starting to pass out on my patio. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm waking up because a dog barked. You
3: yeah. Know? No. And
0: it was it was either I acknowledge what's going on with me, no. or I'm going to end up becoming an alcoholic
3: because I no. can't
2: keep doing this. No. And once you I know, did that, that's oh my bad. Go ahead. No, like I said, just show vulnerability. I feel like right now. It's a lot of niggas in the classroom, like, nigga, me too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But by you saying it, you open up that door. And like you said, one of the things about substance abuse that I find crazy, and when I first got into it, is every story is not every story, but almost every story is identical to that. It it, it starts from an issue and them not knowing how to cope with that issue. And they turn to something to help reduce it or they think numb it, but they still got to deal with it at the end of the day. So like I said, again, I'm happy you made it through that because a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. I think that's one of the toughest parts about my job is seeing the people that don't. They say substance abuse is one of the, the worst fields to work in sometimes is because the success rate is not always good. They could be doing good for fucking three years and one day they take a drink and then it's all downhill from there. So, yes. so you getting to that, I don't want you to to minimize that. Cause like we talked about before, let's not let's normalize, not minimize something. I don't want you to think for a second that was an easy task. That shit not easy. That shit could have tore you apart, but you made it through it and now you're using a platform to help others. So like I said. I don't want you to minimize that because as a guy, a lot of times we minimize a lot of shit. Just to yeah, you know. But I I took it on the chin. Look, the fuck that wasn't. That's a knockout punch. That just was not so much. <laughs> Did you know this? And a lot of people don't. Addiction is the the only drug, the only substance that withdrawn from you can die from. Mm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even know how serious that is, and they sell it on the shelf as soon as you walk in. But like I said, I don't want you to minimize it for a second. And anybody that's going through substance abuse or mental health, if you get through it, don't minimize that shit. Like you said, we're so worried about, hey man, I don't want them to view what you just said was perfect. I don't
3: want them to view me differently. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we search for validation through people that's not validated. MRT. Uh, you
2: know, so, and so a lot of times we're so worried about the next person where they going through the same time, same thing at the same time, and we can't help or they can't help because we out here, we just I call it the pose for the picture generation. I know so many people that come to my office when they come in, taking their photos and stuff. You look at their lifestyle, you be like, God damn, I want to live like them. Miserable. Mm-hmm. They're miserable. They take what they take three thousand photos just to get one, but they've gone through so much, and that's not real. being your authentic self, that's the only way you can get out of something. you gotta deal with those demons, you gotta go through it you know, I really wanna
0: just uh. As you bring up, like, taking those 3,000 photos, I remember during that period of depression, man, like, I would sit there and, you know, still try to show up to social media, right? Like, still try to show up. And I would take pictures. And I couldn't post the pictures because I would probably fool somebody else, but I couldn't fool myself. I could still see the sadness in my eyes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I could still see how forced it was for me to smile, how forced it was for me to speak, You know what I mean? So, I understand the part where it's like, I'm taking all of these photos, but I can't post these photos because I still look sad in them.
3: Even though I'm
0: smiling, I still can see the pain. You know what I mean?
2: And it it goes to social media in itself. Like, even seeing that, sometimes you gotta be careful on social media from the other standpoint, because if you see so many people happy, you get to wonder, why the fuck I ain't happy? But they're not. They're not. So, like you said, at that moment, it's so tough. But like you said, you working through it, you had to go through it. Mm -hmm. I call it transitioning through your transition. Like it Mm -hmm. can't rain forever is what I tell people. So whatever you being depressed about, you got to figure out stem of it. You know what I mean? But like you said, so many people go through it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and as we go through it, man, you know, one thing that I will say, and I and, and as as we segue into the next um portion of the show, you know, I would say that understanding battling be almost becoming an alcoholic and depending so much on alcohol to help me get through the day gave me a different understanding. And the understanding that it gave me was towards my father. You know what um, I mean? Like, and I and I remember I remember saying to myself, as I woke up that morning on the porch, on the same porch that I was just drinking on the night before, you know what I mean? And yeah. realizing that I had passed out. And mm-hmm. I was just, and I said to myself, I said, damn, Danny was battling this. You know what I mean?
2: Like no. damn. He was You become empathetic. This? You, you become empathetic. Man?
0: And that's when I realized, I said, damn man, like I didn't understand how bad it was until I was put into that situation. And slowly it started to help me become a better father you know mm. so my question is is you know is how how has understanding your traumas and working through your traumas helped you become a better
2: father you know for me i think um the biggest thing is like i was saying before i think the biggest thing is me seeing it from somebody's other side you know what i mean i remember growing up going through stuff and them shining away because they feel like my problems at that time didn't matter because they had to worry about bills. And what I was going through as a kid was not valid. But I challenge every parent now is, if your kid talks to you about a subject that's bothering them, listen, hear them from their standpoint, because what they're going through is very real. And me working at the school now as a counselor, because that's when I transitioned to the school, I see it so much that bullying is different now. You know what I mean? So me working through my own traumas had to be like, never feel like your trauma is better or worse than somebody else's. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? So like I said, me being a better father, I'm having these talks with my daughter at an early age of, you know, what does love look like? You know, what does love feel like? What does emotions, if you're mad, tell me why you're mad. You know what I mean? Let's talk through it. So we have like, check-ins where she loves check-ins where I dress it up funny where I tell her like let's have a real nigga seminar but really that's (laughs) (laughs) but she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world because if I if I just come out like you gotta kind of match your child if I come out and say dad want to talk oh no you know what I mean but hey let's have a real nigga seminar let's chill in the car let's get some food and I talk to her about everything, you know, have you, have you been sad? have I did something to hurt you that I didn't realize that I did to hurt you? Like, you know, I ask everything because oftentimes at peer, we don't know when we hurt our child.
3: We yes. can say
2: something that we don't realize hurt them and it stays with them. And I only know because it happened to me where You know, my parents can do something when I was a young kid and it'll be like, well, y'all know y'all missed this, but I never said nothing, but they never even knew it. So like I said, talking to my child about everything and creating a safe spot, I think has made me to a good father. My daughter said, dad, I want to write a book. Hey. Let's do it. I know what the fuck I was doing. I was Googling shit, YouTube and shit, figuring shit out. But I wanted to do that for her because I wanted to show her that everything is possible. You just got to work hard. I showed her every, every step back. I was honest with her. Hey, Dad, I thought the book wasn't coming out on um, Friday. Hey, Daddy can't figure it out, babe. Like, you know, the man that was supposed to do the cover off the illustration, He, I showed her because I, I wanted to show her that. Life is going to have its ups and downs, but you only move when you quit. And one of the things, just to segue real quick, too, is like I said, one of the books, the Love Prompt Journal is something that I, I created for her because I wanted her to be able to read. She's into reading now, so I wanted her to be able to read. The first question in the book I'll show y'all is literally, I don't know if y'all can see that. But do I love myself? You know what I mean? So the first question I, I ask her is, do you love yourself?
3: And what that look like. Oh, oh, oh that's I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That is I like that. You know,
0: and one thing that I wanna say is is that, you know, and I and I applaud you right there. You know, is 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 the book that you you and your daughters did, you and your daughter did. You know that in itself, man. Like not only did y'all create, y'all y'all wrote a book. You know what I mean. Y- your daughter is now a published author.
2: You
3: you, yeah. you, you, you feel me? Real. And, and,
2: yeah. and Meets one of the things that right. I want to talk about too. Um, at that segue where you were at with her being a published author, it was bigger That's than right. that because we want to talk about something that. Growing up, I never understood why my parents or parents of my friends took money from us, but didn't teach us how to make money. You know what I mean? Like, they was always teaching us responsibilities, but I'm like, these are you responsibilities. And I need you to teach me how to how to survive. You know what I yeah. mean? So for her, I, I, I talk a lot about, about entrepreneurship. So I was showing her how Your book is going to make you money for the rest of your life. So if if you promote this book and you just post it and somebody buy it, you will get paid every time they click this link. So talking to her about entrepreneurship, where I want you to decide. If you want to go to college, you go. But if you don't, you're going to have a business plan on what we're going to do. Or if you want to work at McDonald's. But I want you to decide and have the options. Because I don't feel like our parents oftentimes give us the options to do something outside of the box you yes, know so I agree that. that was a big reason why the book was wrote and she became a published author because i wanted her to see look every time somebody click that link you get paid mm-hmm. you know for the rest of your life Man, like, I, I think that's just
0: an amazing thing in itself you know and um uh uh, Shinny, you know, in regards to the book, you know, he's gonna, uh, if you could real quick, type in, uh, um, the title of your, uh, of the book with you and your daughter and I'll be able to pin that. Okay. But as we talk about books and just, 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 just creating, creating ideas, taking physical form, um, what are some upcoming projects that you do have?
2: Um, I got a lot of stuff coming up. You know what I mean? So, Um, it's so much stuff coming up. We got um, like I said, we got all the mental health journals that um out. Where I got prompt journals, I got weight loss journals, I got everything that comes because that's another form of mental health that we have. You know, a lot of people don't love the way they look, so I made sure to incorporate that. Um, I got a romantic book coming out. It's called From Your Mind to My Lips, and this gonna be a game changer. I don't think it's been too many books out that's like this because we're adding technology into this book. So I ain't going to say too much, but me and my partner, we definitely, we got, we got some stuff that's, you know, that's, um, that's lit for y'all, but, um, more movies, more books. Um, the YouTube is coming and then too, like I said, I've been behind the scenes so, so much with the therapy. I'm I'm ready to come out because like I said, it's a, I just want to be the voice for the people that's scared to talk, you know, and that's where uncomfortable topics came from talking about topics until they're comfortable.
0: I like that one. I remember, you know You know. what's so crazy is that I remember when, I remember, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, she, you know, could've swore, could've swore that she was in bed,
3: could've swore. You,
0: you hey, look, I mean, it's but... <laughs> parenthood, hey, I'm not mad at you. You know, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> But I remember, you know it's so crazy that I remember when you told me about uncomfortable topics. And I remember telling you, like, damn, that's a good ass name. You know what I mean? Like, no. damn, that's a good ass name for a book. Thank you. you know? No. And as we move, you know, as we, you know, if you could just tell us just a little bit more about uncomfortable topics. And as you move from that, just tell us about what prompted the idea to get into the journals. Because I started journaling and didn't realize how how much this was a portion of my life that I actually should have had. I, I needed it. Yeah.
2: So great, bro! I'm happy that you said it. But um, for anybody that never been to therapy, is journaling is huge in therapy. You know, so I always say for my clients, I love for them to have a gratitude journal. You know, like list things that you're grateful for, and sometimes that help take away, you know, the anxiety or the depression. You know what I mean? I always say anxiety is for the future and depression is for the past. So the journals sometimes help you stay in the moment. Like I tell people, list three things a day. You know that you're grateful for it. Because think about it. It's somebody right now that's wishing they could see this podcast, but they can't because they don't got eyes. They're blind. Somebody right now that wishing they could hear this podcast, but they can't because they can't hear. So sometimes your worst day is somebody else's best day. You know, so the journals was something that I created where, you know, I wanted to have my own brand for our community as well, where I see a lot of journals that's just nothing, but to have a prompt journal that can go through What you may talk about in therapy, like it's questions in here. Like, I just went to one page where does social media play a role in your life? The life I want for myself. And am I comparing myself to unrealistic expectations? And then you journal about what those are. So it's questions in there, you know? So every journal that I have is literally um, for a situation, like from the mind to your lips book. Is it's about a guy that learns to love a woman in a million ways instead of one woman in one. I mean, I, mean, I said it backwards. It's a guy that learns to love one woman in a million ways instead of a million women in one. So it breaks down how we have to go through love, you know what I mean? And what love looked like from a guy's standpoint. It, it is very sexual, but it's also very therapeutic and it's written from there. So everything I do, I try to incorporate some type of therapy. The knowledge is before college. It's about um, you know, it's a book I think everybody should read All my books are on Amazon. You can type in "Kay and Dad for her her child's book, but knowledge before college. It's something where everything we talked about, network and mental health, it's the secrets. It's the the title is literally, What if I told you this book had 15 tips to get you ahead in um life in less than 30 pages? So I kind of go through. All the secrets and the gems that we talk about the therapy, like you said, how to cope with things, how to deal with things, you know, so uncomfortable topics kind of came from that not having a space to talk about these issues. So I, I just wanted to create something safe for our people.
0: Man, I just really want to just take a moment, man, and just tell you like thank you for just not only creating this space, you feel me, but be able to create those products that we can just take with us and be able to read because like it 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 does mean a lot and it and it and it helps us be able to take that step into therapy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'd be I'd be the first one that says that I was very skeptical into going into therapy and just like, you know, because I, I, I didn't want you know you know the stigma
2: behind it. No. if I'm seeing
0: a therapist, I must be crazy or I must be yeah. going through something.
2: No but I, I love that you brought that up because i always break therapy up into multiple compartments you know what i mean so therapy i always say sometimes you need therapy just for maintenance you know what i mean just to make sure my yes. shit is going the way it's supposed to you got some cases that you need therapy because it's a lot of shit going on in your life and then yeah, you have sometimes where you don't know and that's why i said the uncomfortable topics um this journal right here is literally if you ever thought about going to therapy this is on amazon it's the self-love journal if you ever thought Mm -hmm. about going to therapy i say buy this journal first and if Mm -hmm. this journal resonates with you i definitely think you should go to therapy because i i always like for my clients they joke with me but they literally say i could have just bought the book instead of came but you know they bought they laughing but i always say it's like um It's almost like, you know, a beginner step to introducing you into therapy. And it's where you can be by yourself. And it's questions that you may never been asked.
0: I like that. I like that. I like that, man. I like that. But as we come to a close to this episode, man, I just really want to just take a moment and just say, RT, man, like, thank you, bro. I knew this episode was going to be good. You know what I mean? I knew this episode was going to be good. I knew, I knew... I knew it coming into it, you feel me? Just the conversation that we've had, man, I um, I appreciate the friendship that we do have. You know what I mean?
3: That right there is what I
0: really appreciate the most, man, because it's not, it's not every day that you can just reach out to somebody and then just say to yourself, like, hey, man, do you mind doing an episode with me? You know, like, hey, what do you think about this? So I truly, truly appreciate this conversation, bro. Like, it means everything.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And on the same token, you know what I mean? It's not too many people that will reach out and have me on an episode talking about a topic that, you know, it's, it's not always a hot commodity to talk about mental health and everything that's going on. So like I said, I love it because it's genuine. You know what I mean? We reach out about stuff that's not even about topics that just ideas like, hey, bro, what do you think like that? So like I said, I'm saying it on air so people know, but I'm your person too you know what i mean if you if you ever need to vent, need to talk i'm your person and i feel the same for you where i might have a day where i'm like, hey i need you you know what i mean so i i love that it's genuine and i love that like i said you got a platform for us where it, it's needed you know what i mean it's needed
0: man absolutely bro absolutely man now with that being said man like for those who did not catch any of those things that he had just said i'm talking about all the, the books the 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 upcoming projects please stay tuned because this episode this was spur of the moment you know with a lot of episodes so we decided to give y'all something that y'all could just tap into and be able to react to in the moment but with that being said this episode will drop again monday and what i mean by monday i'm talking about this monday coming up it will be available on the podcast and with that being said man do you have any final words man like if there's anything that you could say to somebody right now that could, help them with their 2020, uh, 2022, or just anything, anything in general, some last minute information.
2: Um, yeah, well, first, um, um, like you said, for the ones that don't know, make sure y'all go follow this, man. Big things are happening. Like you said, it's going to drop. And like I said, don't just listen to my episode. I don't want that, you know, make sure that traffic keeps going because if he wins, we all win, you know what I mean? So I, I want you to listen to his old content and his new content, because like I said, you're amazing, man. And I don't want you to minimize that. But um, one thing that I really want to tell people uh, for 2022 is despite everything that's going on, just be consistent. You know what I mean? You're going to have some days where, um, you know, you, you down, you're going to have some fucked up days, you're going to have some good days, but just be consistent and go after everything that you want to go after. Don't let nobody else's judgments or ideas, you know, stop you from doing it. Because it's your vision and your dream for a reason. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I only say it because think about where me and you was at. When you told me you wanted to start a podcast, imagine if I would have like, man, that's stupid as fuck. I said I wanted to write a book. Hey, man, that's stupid as fuck. But instead of us just, you know, hey, we did it. You know what I mean? We could have stopped. I'm just leave it at that. You know what I mean? So. No, no, no. You know, I,
0: I know we was coming to the close of the episode, man. But that that brings up just something in general, bro. Like, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate you being open to my idea,
3: you know. Mm-hmm. And
0: and this was something that I had talked about back in my uh, in my first book. You know, a lot of dreams, a lot of dreams get killed before they can take physical form.
3: Mm. And what I mean by
0: that is, is that, you know, we, we end up telling somebody that's close to us, we tell a friend, we tell somebody in our family, we tell somebody that we have love and respect, you know what, fuck it. That's one topic that we just got to like, if you don't mind, man, if you don't mind, can I just yeah. get you for one more, you know, just for a couple of moments. Yeah. minutes, yeah. Absolutely. you know, and we tell somebody, you know, that we have love and respect for, you know what I mean? And no. when we hear them and we don't, and they don't feel our idea already, oh. we say to ourselves. You know, hey, no, that ain't it. You know, this dream ain't it. This goal ain't it. This, this. So, so for you to hear it and be like, hey, man, that's dope. You feel me? Like, like, that's really going to do something. It meant a lot to me because we were such in the early stages of it. We were such an early development. It was very fragile. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
2: So when you say that, I hear this and I tell people all the time. A lot of times people project their own fears onto you. Just because you can not do it or you don't think you can do it, don't put your shit on me. You know what I mean? So a lot of times when you tell, I always tell people this, you know, if you tell your idea to somebody and they think it's too big, you're doing the right thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, my thing is, thank God we did have each other, but I'm even pushing for the people that don't have nobody. If you, all you need is you, you got all the tools you need right now. It's people out here that's getting paid for content and doing things that's not even valid. But you not doing it. You know what I mean? So don't I always tell people just focus on you and then just keep moving. But like you said, by us having those people, we 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 want everybody to win. So if y'all don't got those people, y'all check in with us. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, I give you words of encouragement. If you got, I'm, t- I'm telling y'all right now, if you got a dream, go for it. I don't give a fuck. If your cousin, your your mama, your uncle, your sister, your dad, anybody say, I don't think it's a good idea. If you got a dream, you're hearing it from me. I support it and go for
0: it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, you know, just one, one last topic, man. I got one last save round. Go just ahead. one question I just want to ask you, man. When we talk about love and respect, man, like in relationships, just not just a romantic sense, but just dealing with people, you know, where does love and respect weigh in in relationships?
2: I always say love and respect go hand to hand because, you know, respect is so important because somebody can love you and not respect you. Yes, yes. You I know agree. what I mean? So it's like, I, I always say they go hand to hand. And it's funny that you ask that because I feel like any relationship should be personalized. You know what I mean? Whatever y'all talk about or y'all discuss, y'all value, where that's a topic that we don't need, we ain't even get into. We might need a whole nother episode. You know what I mean? I think mean? so, because man. I think so a topic that we didn't talk about is a lot of times us as couples don't talk about what we went through as children you know when you first meet somebody we always talk about surface level shit what's your favorite color fuck that
3: mm.
2: how do you deal with traumas have you ever been in any traumas you know what how do you respond to you know negative emotions how do you communicate that's something that we what's your toxic trick yeah right oh
3: right so oftentimes
2: oftentimes, we don't do those things and we wonder why relationships fail because you only meet when you say i'm getting to know somebody you can't always do surface level you gotta see because after the honeymoon stage that shit that shit fade you know what i mean so to talk about that you need to talk about it with your partner how important is respect and love to you Cause not the shit that you think I want to hear and pretend that like to be something you're not, but really, where do you hold those two? Because my thing is, like I said, somebody asked me this question before is would you rather somebody love you or respect you? Mm-hmm. And my answer was like, I really th- feel like they go hand to hand. But if you ask them, respect me, because if you respect me, you won't do the things that you would do. Cause you can love me and still hurt me. Absolutely. But if you respect somebody, So certain things you just won't do out of the respect for that person. But I feel like in a relationship, they both should go hand in hand. And when you talk about love, like we talked about earlier, make sure you love effectively because you could be thinking you loving your partner correctly and it's still incorrect. So they can still feel like you don't (laughs) love
0: them. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. Man, when you talk about just asking, like, you know, moving past the surface-level things, I, I, I ain't gonna sit back and ask, like, what's your favorite color? You know, what's your favorite food? No. Honestly, don't uh, give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. No. Um, How yeah. do you handle, how do you, what do you do when you're upset? How do Absolutely. you communicate? What's no. your toxic traits? You know what I no. mean? What's your love language? And I no. feel like those are the conversations that, you know, especially in adulthood, those are the conversations you want to have. You know what no. I mean? I want to know how you react to me when you're mad you need space no. do you want to communicate you know do you bottle it up is this a conversation that we're going to have two weeks later you know what i mean and I let's feel like talk
2: those about are their price, not to cut yes. you off i'm sorry but you just you just hit something in me because one of the things like you said your toxic traits i think even being more detailed where have you ever been abused and have you ever been an abuser because i'm not talking about sexual abuse but even verbal and physical. You know what I mean? Because how that looks in relationships is very big, where a lot of times guys come to me and their partner verbally abuses them without them even knowing it. And it triggers them back into childhood. And you, and this is a whole different, like I said, a topic of why he reacts, why he shuts down. A lot of times women say, I want a guy to communicate. Tell me what you want. But a guy can tell you exactly what you want. And if it's not what you want to hear, you downplay and he shuts down and this is where it comes into that play of guys don't know how to, how to communicate, but that's bullshit. I see it all the time that they know how to communicate, but it's all about if they feel unheard or unappreciative, or if it's not a safe place, that's a deeper conversation that you got to have with your
3: partner.
0: God damn it, RT. God damn it, man. Damn, this was a good episode. This was great a great episode, episode. Right here, man. This was a great yeah. episode, man. But just like that, another <laughs> extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Half as much as we enjoyed making it. Um, once again, this episode will come out Monday. RT, man, I can I couldn't, I can't thank you anymore. I can't thank you any more than what I've already thanked you. This episode was truly amazing, bro. Like it really was, dog. Like I, dog, I appreciate you. You, you, you feel me? I appreciate the knowledge that you brought to this episode, the patience, the understanding. <laughs> God damn it, dog! This was a. We already said it was gonna be a
3: great episode. We knew damn it. We
2: sure. felt it. I, I want to tell. I want to tell people right quick. And if y'all got any questions, can we take maybe two or three questions? If Absolutely. anybody has, Absolutely. yeah. Because I want. If y'all got any questions, make sure y'all write in. But also, I just want to say. Let me tell you when you know something's genuine, you know what I mean, because me and him, we we just like we're very professional. So we love to um, we love to prep. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what topics do you want to talk about? It's always respect. And I feel like that's a huge respect. And I thank you for that. But we talk for about an hour about these topics and other topics where we were supposed to talk for about five minutes. You know what I yes. mean? So it's one of those where, you know, for him, like I said, again, to be vulnerable on this space at last minute where we changed everything we talked about just so we know some of y'all want to hear. It. And like I said, I love the interaction with every single one of y'all. So we appreciate it. But like I said, it's just to have something genuine and to have this space to talk about it. I don't think you realize, like you said, I appreciate you just as much because it's not too many places that want to talk about the uncomfortable. And that's where uncomfortable topics came in. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And at
0: this point right here, man, just as 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 the rolling credits go up, man, like if you have any last minute questions for RT or myself, go ahead, send them in. And we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. But but, you know, just one thing that everybody needs to understand is like I've known RT since. Shoot, man! When we was at connor Creek,
2: yeah, I think I was, yeah, middle, middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep.
0: bro. Yeah, yeah, cause you, oh, man, you know, I would be, you know, I gotta send this episode to Della. Della would be so happy to see this episode.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, so like that, that right there, man. Like just you never realize, you know, and and I and just a moment of transparency, man. You know, just. When I go out there and I speak, you know, I'm so quick to tell people, you know, like I come from a place where a lot of people didn't make it out, but mm-hmm. I failed to talk about the people who have made it out, you
3: know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
0: and and and, that, and that's one thing that I, I think moving forward, I'm going to start mentioning a lot more is the people yeah. who have made it out, you know what I yeah. mean? Because you're one of the big, you're, you're, you are truly an inspiration to me, man. Thank you're you. Truly bro. I appreciate it. But so with that being said... With that being said, with that being said, if y'all have no questions, man, see y'all Monday. Stay tuned Monday for this episode. Uh, Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm
2: out. All right. See y'all. Thank y'all.
0: And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned every Monday as we bring you another episode. And lastly, don't forget to like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, and share this podcast because this podcast was dedicated to helping you become a better version of yourself. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but just like we need more sleep, just like we need more money, we deserve to be a better version of ourselves. Stay hungry, stay motivated. I'm out.